Okay, cool. Sorry, my Discord died. Oh, well, good timing. I'm just now recording. Hello and welcome to Horrible Friends. We watch and talk about a lot of horrible movies and horror movies. Uh, I am Kyle. I am Mike. I'm Dan. And I'm Chris. And uh, this week we watched Body Melt, uh, kind oh. of a diversion from when we uh, talked about last week, I guess. But uh, nonetheless, what an adventure. Uh, Dan, you want to go ahead and give us uh, that rundown of wh- what happened? Yeah, I'll definitely try. Um, I also want to say Eric couldn't be here this week, but um, he should be back next week. Uh, just little scheduling conflicts, but let's jump right into it. Um, and we'll, we'll all shed a tear for him after the episode. Um, so <laughs> this, okay. Um, this, this movie starts, of course, as any great movie does as deathbed did. And as the greats before that, uh, with a sex scene, uh, no explanation as to why we're watching this sex scene, but, uh, uh they finish their thing. The guy the guy leaves, uh, burns an ID, and goes and uh, he's driving. And uh, Dan, not to interrupt you, but um, oh. I believe she injected him with something. She did, but it appeared that they were doing drugs, right? Yeah. So they were doing drugs. She explains that the first step of the drug, or no, the guy explains the first step of the drug is hallucination. The second step is what was the second step does anyone remember glandular Uh, the second step is glandular glandular and then the third step is and we never learn about that because i'm gonna fast forward a little bit and say that he's he gets into a car wreck and i'm gonna say i'm gonna fast forward a little bit because everything before this doesn't really make sense um there's a bunch of random things that happen including being introduced to neighbors that we don't understand why they're there at the time and pebble court (laughs) 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 and and um the guy's driving he starts to freak out um and he ends up getting into a car accident uh this is actually after the fact that he chugs a thing of dish detergent um forgot to mention that that's very important um because apparently you need dish detergent if you are taking this medicine that they were injecting. I, I don't know. They never elaborate on it. But anyway, he gets into a car accident. He dies. His body's like all messed up. Um, you could almost say his body's melted. It's almost like it's melting. But but does it melt? All right. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Sorry. Let me get let me get through this. Sorry. Um, anyway, the neighbors that we Saul randomly are the ones who see this car accident. Um, we're led to believe that they are doing experiments on these neighbors in this cul-de-sac. Uh, we cut to, we cut, what do we cut to after that? The the two neighbors go on a road trip mm-hmm. to go see women. 
no, no, um, they got invited to be sperm donors at the uh, laboratory that we'll get to later in the movie, but they don't make it. Right. They end up they they end up making it to um and and pause real quick. I, I'm sorry that I'm struggling to tell this story, but I think England would have a difficulty telling this story in a cohesive way because the amount of cuts that we have in this movie and the amount of jumping that we have to do to different plot lines is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I apologize in advance if this is a little hard to follow, but it was hard for us to follow. And so we watched the movie and because it's not a very cohesive storyline. To me, it felt like three different movies jammed together with very little ties to each other. So if it doesn't sound very cohesive and clear and step one, step two, step three, that's why that is. Yeah. So anyway, so we get to these two neighbor kids go to uh, they get to this roadside mechanic because apparently their car breaks, which wasn't clear to me why they stopped there. And uh, these people are hill, hills have eyes knockoffs. Mm-hmm. And um, like inbred, disgusting people. I was yeah. half expecting just to hear banjo music, Deliverance style, when they pulled up and these people came out. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. I was like, it, I mean, it makes actually it doesn't make sense as to why they would have stopped there. It looked like they were getting a new windshield because I don't remember if the guy crashed through the windshield. After the guy who got in the car accident, if he went through their windshield, and that's why they needed to get a new windshield. But they pull up. It seems like they were driving with just this plastic over their windshield or over the opening in the front of their car. And that is what brought them to the farmhouse or the mechanic because there was a sign on the side of the road that said windscreens. So very, very, what's the word? It's good they saw the sign for a windshield when they need a windshield to bring him to the windshield guy. So, yeah. so TLDR with these guys, they end up dying. Uh, the one guy tries to have sex with one of the inbred people there. Um, and she kills him. Then they kill the other That's guy. Oh, Wait, yeah. say it again. She stabbed him in the dick. She did with a shovel, I think. It's either oh, shovel, stick, or pitchfork. I don't know, but it hurt me too. Yeah. Um, I do want to say this is supposed to be a satirical horror movie. That's how it's labeled. Uh-huh. So I think they were trying to be funny and make little jokes, but like the jokes just come off as weird and unclear. Like it wasn't funny when I saw it. It was more just confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's it for them. Now, the guy who owns the farm that they or the place that they stop at ends up being a scientist who works for the company, who used to work for the company, that the lady that was having sex with the guy in the beginning works for now. uh, But he left there. Uh, But then we learn about that later. We end up learning that that guy stole part of the medicine compound that they are injecting and of the vitamins that they are producing. Um, So that's the story with that. That's why we had to see that. Then we go to another one of the neighbors in the cul-de-sac of uh, what's, what's the area called again? Can we hear the name of it? 
Oh, uh, seven pebble court. Seven pebble court. There you go. Um, so uh, this one neighbor is just being slowly injected with stuff. So he ends up. He doesn't even melt, though, does he? He just kind of like the guy who like rips the one guy's ear off, the one scientist's mm-hmm. ear off. He doesn't really melt, does he? Like he just kind of. I don't think his face opens up. Yeah, his face opens up. Yeah. <laughs> that was um, the guy that kept seeing like he was hallucinating seeing that woman that looked like she had been in some kind of accident. So he, then, I think his face does actually melt. This is one of the bodies that do melt. But he but he also gets a lovely massage where he loses a rib. Yes. That was I, that was unsettling. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know yeah. what that was coming out of his belly button. I was like, yeah, what is rib. that? It was a rib. She said that she needed the 13th rib for her sacrificial something or another. And he was the one. So she like massaged it out. But it was all like a fever dream. I, I don't think. He, Luckily, that. we uh, that gets brought up again later and explained. Yep. In, yeah, it does. It definitely does. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, all right. So that's the story with that guy. That's literally all that happens with him. You don't need to know anything else about that guy except for what we just explained, because that's all we saw about this guy. And that's all we heard about him. So moving on to someone else, there's also another family that moved in. And there are four people, uh, mom, dad, son, daughter. This explanation is taking a long time, but I I promise this is the whole story. Uh, Mom, dad, son, daughter, and they... They are going on a trip to a spa, but the spa ends up being at this area where they are still doing experiments on people. And they've been giving the dad, the mom and the the kid brother like a bunch of vitamins and stuff that they have been injecting in people. And from what I understood, they put the the compound that body melts people into the food. Mm-hmm. And that's why the daughter didn't get the body melt disease because she didn't eat the food. Yeah. You gotta be watch out for that, that BMD, the body melt disease. It's, it's really yeah. dangerous. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's running rampant, man. Um, so anyway, TLDR with them, the brother dies from skateboarding. He dies in a completely unrelated way (laughs) to body mouth. He's doing these like sweet skateboard tricks. Before he goes out, their sister says, like, don't break your leg, like, don't break your face. And he breaks his face when he faced Oh my God, it was foreshadowing. She definitely said, I hope you break your neck. And he indeed (laughs) broke his neck. And he did break his neck. Yeah, it, it they they rounded that whole storyline out by his parents were like, oh, I'm, I'm so worried about him. And his dad was like, oh, I saw he brought his tin can. So he's probably sleeping outside and they cut to him and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> and every time the dad came on the screen, he had the most smug look on his face. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to like punch you in the face. I know. So he's jogging in that like neon green like bodysuit. Oh yeah. Thing. And he's like so proud of himself. He walks up on the accident scene, gives a little smirk and just like shuffles off. Oh, but yeah. I just yeah, I hated him more than anybody <laughs> else in this movie. He actually but, melted. That was good. 
That I was about to say, there is some light at the end of the tunnel because we finally got our first body melt of the movie mm-hmm. towards the end with the dad. He fi- he melted. He did yeah. it. Look, he melted for our entertainment because we came expecting body melts and we were. It was like uh, this. it was like waiting forty minutes for backstory and deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely was, uh, and man, they they came around with the body melts quick and fat like it was hard they were like okay dad body melted now everybody else melts <laughs> so okay so hang on i'm gonna uh, uh-huh. I'll wrap this up very quickly so dad dies the mom dies um we'll talk about all the howls and everything after this uh dad dies mom dies and um we are getting periodic cuts throughout this of giant muscle men who we are to presume have been taking these pills and are addicted to these pills. And that's why they are getting these enhancements. But then they spring on us that, Oh my gosh, if they're not, if they start taking these pills, then they're going to blow up. So people start blowing up all over the place. Um, The daughter survives. We're supposed to feel triumphant. And then at the end, they have this weird scene at the police station where the cops are they they have like someone who's about to melt and they somehow stop it from happening or the guy dies and then they chuckle about it they go to the drugs no they go to like a little convenience store and then the pills that were supposed to be confiscated from this company that were making people blow up and explode and melt and whatever we find them on the shelf and then the movie ends Yep, and that's it. That's it. Um, that's it. So sorry that took so long. That was a very hard explanation, but I'm happy that we all talked in the middle of it. So it's that okay. Was a hard thing to watch. So yeah, it it needs a little bit of uh, ironing out, I guess. Um, so uh, like, uh, so that the only thing that kept the story, I guess, uh, planted was the fact of uh, the the medium of which these people had their melted bodies, which was these these stupid drugs which were we don't know what they were going for they just they really liked pee and they really liked um the results of the family's pee um i guess <laughs> yeah that <laughs> but, one of the places i was lost but we just don't know why we we just don't know why uh that what they're doing what they're trying to get at they're trying i think they said that they the people were just becoming superhuman or something like that yeah that was the purpose of the drugs yeah um, it didn't work there was a line that really stood out to me when the family was at the, what they thought was a spa. This woman walks in with all the urine and so excitedly just like says, this urine looks really good. <laughs> and she was the excitement on her face when she said that. It just made me appreciate her that much more. Yeah. If you can't get excited about your job, what can you get excited about? Oh, during this whole thing, there is a police investigation. That that's that's kind of a thing that's happening. That's a couple other characters. I, I think you may have mentioned, but the the very very end of the movie is the the police scene. That was that was unnecessary. I thought the movie was done, and I was like, okay, cool. And it was like, yeah, but here's a little more. <laughs> I just didn't know how they were going to end it I, because, like, do you think they did? The cons? No, <laughs> I don't think they did. But like, I a constant struggle that I had throughout the whole movie is that. I had no connection with any of the characters and 
in order to end the movie, I have to have some comfort with the characters and be like, okay, so this is a resolve of it, whether it be good or bad. Mm-hmm. So by not having any connection with them and no development for characters, like I just felt unsettled at the end. I was just like, why did I watch this? <laughs> I think me and you were looking for two different things in this movie. <laughs> or you might have been looking for character development and story. I was looking for body melt. Uh-huh. And I, I got body melt. And as long as the characters were unique and they all had their special quirks, that's all I really look for in one of these movies because I know what to expect going in. Like, I, I like that one of the detectives or the cops I was going through the investigation, he looked so proud of himself every time he made a joke and every single time it fell completely flat. And his yeah. partner just looked at him. Got the mad. Guy in the, got mad at him. And the guy in the beginning... <laughs> That uh, they were investigating that got in the accident. The original guy you see leaving the facility. The one of the cops said to his partner, at least we can get him for no seatbelt. And this, <laughs> the, the satisfaction on his face when he said that, thinking it was going to land and then just no reaction. That was a very good moment to me. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. That's that's the plot, though. We're, we're going to we're going to move past the plot. I think that's it. Let's let's go into our categories. We're going to start off here with the with with cinematography. I I mentioned a little bit ago, I appreciated the shots were deliberate and they were done and they were framed well. It's just it, it was it didn't save the movie like they this time around last movie, they bought like a camera and and kind of just threw it at the ground uh, this time around. Uh, they actually had meeting and they were like, we're going to shoot this. And everyone was like, okay. And they did. And I was like, this is awesome. This is actually, this is good. It's just, there were so many things and so many different scenes. And so I, I it just, I got confused from it still. It, it was, it was tough to follow. Really we tough went to from follow. a movie with only one confusing location to a movie with what felt like dozens of confusing locations. Yes. Yeah, we had we had how we had multiple houses. We had uh, an office, which I don't think they talk about uh, again. And then they had the second office that where the guy fell asleep on the couch. And then we had the the hillbilly farm, which is a couple locations in itself. Then we had the laboratory, which had uh, like two to four locations. Yeah, it, it was a lot like it was a lot that and like Dan said, there was no connection to the characters, which means there was no connection to the places the characters were going. Yeah. So, so I, I thought that, so the director's name is Phil Burphy and I, I read up a little bit about him prior to this and he is mostly known for his music. So he's a music producer, um, but he's done other projects with like directing and producing. And uh, he actually helped write the screenplay for this. And mm-hmm. I, I, agree with you i think cinematography i think it was fine i think that they had a budget of approximately what would be 1.2 million dollars of today's standards i believe it is uh, might be 1.8 so somewhere between there which isn't a bad budget and i i think they did well for what they had um yeah i i thought the shots were good and i, I even think the directing was not awful i don't yeah. think the directing was awful I feel like this was just something the director had to work with with what they had. I think I think realistically is we we had a, a director who 
wanted to do a couple films, like we said, and he only got one chance and one shot, and he he one took his shot, one opportunity uh, to lose it all, and he lost his it all. His hands were sweaty. <laughs> uh, lots of spaghetti, but he, yeah, he definitely took like a, a huge jump here and was like, okay, I'm going to film this, this, and this, and we'll see what audience liked the best. And it turns out audiences liked all of it. So he was like, all right, one movie. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I got I a, a audiences. <laughs> Us. Uh, yeah. Yep. And I, again, I think it's important to note that they do label this as satirical, mm-hmm. but like, I think that that's completely lost, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. I can I can see some of the satire in it. Like I, it has a very, um, we were talking about the thing before we started this podcast. It has a very like that kind of feel to it at times to me. With like, um, like the monsters and there's monsters in it apparently, um, and the hills have eyes. Like we definitely see the inspiration from that. But like it's just very it's lost. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because of like the directing. Or if it's because of just the acting and what he had to work with, or what is the problem there? Yeah, I I agree. I, I it's it it was tough. I think that's the title of this episode. Is it was tough? <laughs> <laughs> I I would agree with your sentiment that it was well. Like I wouldn't say well, but it was directed well enough where. If you take each scene individually, since they don't feel connected to each other, they do somewhat make cohesive sense taken alone. But once you string it all together, it feels like too jumbled and it's you're watching three different movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I will say, moving into the next one, uh, the acting, uh, while the director had his choices... Uh, I think the acting was overall pretty well done. I think these guys did a pretty good job. The only question I had, and I guess it's more of a plot, was just why those guys, when they went to the farm, they were, I actually kind of appreciated it on like a, on a weird level, but they were so excited just to jump in. I don't know if that was like what they were told to do or not, but they were like, get on the back of a truck and just do like donuts. And yeah, sure. I'll be happy and jump on that. And they did. They ran around and they ate like an adrenal gland of a, uh, of a, uh, <laughs> a, of kangaroo. a kangaroo. Yeah, of a kangaroo. Okay. Um, Let me ask you this. If you, if you had car trouble, you were taking a road trip, you're in the back roads, you pull up to that farm and these people come out of the house and they're going to fix your car. Do you join in on the antics or do you get back in your car and you keep going? I don't know. I'm getting in the <laughs> car and just going. I, I don't. It was so weird. I, it just it sat with me so wrong that like this guy's like trying to bone the the guy's daughter. Okay. And, Did like, you? Just, I, mean, I had the same reaction too because obviously this family is an inbred family. They have all kinds of issues. But then you look at the guy that's trying to get it in with the inbred girl. You mean Chris Moltisanti from The Sopranos? <laughs> <laughs> you looked like a low rent Chris Moltisanti from The Sopranos, full on scrawny, unibrow, please like, malnourished. 
if you don't listen to anything we say in this, please do yourself a favor and look up a side by side picture of this guy and Chris Maltzanti. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I will. Oh, I could. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. This is a Australian film, so just yes. throw that out there. Uh, not that that changes much, but like the the accents, the accents were great, and the the lingo, the dialogue. That let's go with dialogue here. Uh, I'm I'm putting a special little segment in here. I love Australian slang. It is just the best and it was just chock full of it it was it really was it really was the ending of the movie i think he said fuck a duck and i was like yes <laughs> he was like oh fuck a duck <laughs> and on the topic of dialogue this movie had so many quote worthy moments it really I did want, i want to go through everybody's favorite quote mm. this my favorite quote was on the farm when the father caught the daughter with Chris Moltisanti in the barn, he started screaming at her. Not that she was just having sex in general, just that she didn't keep it in the family, as he put it. So yeah. that was my that was one of my favorite dialogue lines of the movie. My my favorite was right at the beginning, which I never got over, and I think I didn't fully hear any other dialogue after this. Uh, it's where Chris Maltasanti, it's another Chris Maltasanti. Uh, Chris Maltasanti looks at his one neighbor and he calls him Elton John. And I don't, I think it was, I think it was like a homophobic reference. And I was like, wait, I don't, I mean, is that I'm, an insult or <laughs> I don't, it definitely was mad. I mean, this movie was, was the, the early nineties. And you can tell that by Chris Maltasanti's uh, wonderful outfit that he's wearing. Yes. Uh, which is like a jumpsuit. It's a matching, like a flamboyant, uh, multicolored jumpsuit. Um, and then, yeah, calling somebody Elton John, I would imagine, uh, was was not a compliment. Um, I real real quick, and then I want to get to everyone else's favorite quote. Sorry, because we did mention the year. This was made in '93. Hmm. You know what other amazing horror movies came out in '93? I want to hmm. give you two. One is Jason Goes to Hell. That's top tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other is the infamous Leprechaun. Oh, God. <laughs> the, first, the first Leprechaun was not bad. It just like any kind of horror franchise, the more they make, the worse they get. Yeah, yeah, fair. That's yeah. This was a strong contenders that year. Uh, I don't know how this one didn't win more awards. <laughs> um, yeah, I think mine mine was at the very beginning too, because I, I like you said, I kind of the rest of the movie felt like a fever dream. Um, but this the the one I had was uh shut up dirt bitch. And that was <laughs> very early on. It was the the dad it was the dad of the hillbilly talking to his uh inbred daughter. And yeah, she was she said something and he was like, Shut up, dirt bitch. And I was like, Yes. <laughs> um I honestly mine was early on uh this was the guy in the convenience store and just mostly his pronunciation of fucking pill popper (laughs) (laughs) like you had to take another intake of breath just to finish the small syllable word of fuck yeah Uh, and fuck fuck a duck is a good one uh uh, at that part right right when he says uh fucking pill poppers did anyone else notice that he drives away past the cop speeding and the cop goes to pull him over but the cop does a complete the cop 180 just does a complete, in its car. Just, like, 
they're facing the direction the car is already gonna like drive by so all they had to do was just put their foot on the gas and start going and instead they turn around 180 and then spun it back around again and then went after him yeah that was a I, I saw that too. I, I felt like if I'm going to try to defend it, I felt like what he was trying to do was he, he did a donut and I think he wanted to like just show off his driving skills or something like that because he did <laughs> he did a full donut, but it was like right in front of the guy who was speeding. So he, they got back around him. They didn't need to do it, but they got back around him again and then started chasing him. So, yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. This I would say this movie takes a lot of liberties and why did they do that? Mm-hmm. Like even like small things that I noticed too, like when the guy in the beginning left the facility, he made a big point to setting his ID on fire and dropping it on the ground. Like, why do that? Why not just, why not just take it with you if you're trying to destroy evidence? Is then you're going to prove a point and leave your burning ID on the ground. So that's on the same line as why would the cop just, want to whip a complete u-turn when he's facing the right direction to begin with i think this movie just needed some sweet action shots yeah i i think that's what they wanted they had the they had the budget to have the uh stunt guy do a 360 (laughs) in a crappy car (laughs) and they they went with it um i will say that we're going into the next part which is gonna fill up the rest of this uh podcast i think which is special effects uh, who wants to start off with their favorite special effects? I, r- real quick, I just oh. want to ask a very simple question as to did everyone like the music in this? I thought the music was all right. I thought the sounds were all right. And it, like, mm-hmm. I thought I thought Phil Burphy did a pretty good job at what he does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the sound the sound design was good. I, I think I like the um, the sound effects with the special effects were, were on point because I felt uncomfortable at all times so. oh yeah definitely i was on board with the music from the very beginning because within the first five minutes they just start breaking down some real like 80s ass electronic music and that's when i was like yeah this is this is this is for me <laughs> mm-hmm. okay uh, that's all all right so let, let's do special effects then um so i'll say were, um go ahead like as i mean everything was I wouldn't say very gruesome, but uncomfortable. And even though a lot of it was just so random at what was happening, I feel like it looked pretty solid. I mean, I wasn't expecting much to see a placenta latch itself to a man's face. Mm -hmm. But if I had to imagine what it would look like, it probably would have looked like that. (laughs) Like, Like a face hugger from aliens, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of like practical effects. Because uh, going by the time period too, there wasn't much CGI at all. I don't think there was any CGI. Not really. I don't think during that time. But yeah, it was mostly practical effects. They all looked um, very reasonable. Guys, I'm, I'm gonna have to call you out for that. You mm-hmm. know what other movie came out in 1993? Jurassic Park. Oh, stand corrected. That was a lot of practical though. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty uh, sure the, it was a ton of practical. Like they, they had the actual a the, decent the, amount was uh, they had actual CGI. dinosaurs yeah. in the movie, so that's very practical of them to do. <laughs> they, they were all in the uh, the sag. So I will. Can you draw a dinosaur? 
<laughs> I'll draw one and I'll I, give it to you. Because I, I can't draw a dinosaur, so Jurassic Park, practical dinosaurs. I, I will they, absolutely draw you they, one. They're <laughs> animatronic ones. We're getting off point. The special effects of... <laughs> of this movie yeah i agree with you I, they were unsettling or whatever the word is but yeah I, I felt i felt unsettled they were uh they they were gory they were gooey a lot of goo um oh, so much goo uh, nose goo too yeah a lot of nose goo there was that was probably my favorite death was definitely the, the that <laughs> smug dad sneezing and then slipping on his own sneeze that he spat on the ground <laughs> that oh, hit his head gross. and then melted that was that was gross um the exploding erection that was good um not for him. no Thank not for him and going back to those muscle guys, was I the only one that was taken back when they started <laughs> talking? Voice? Oh, God. I yeah. couldn't even with his voice. Yeah. <laughs> there these huge steroided up guys, and then he starts talking, and it's, it's squeaky. He sounds like Mickey Mouse. It's, Where it's do you want me to put the stuff there? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm pretty sure I had heard about these guys before. I, they, they're like a. They were like a thing. They were like a staple back in the '90s. I think they're uh, there's some sort of specific twin of bodybuilders. But yeah, I, I couldn't get over their voice. I couldn't believe it was real. Because yeah, they they were. You expected like Hans and Franz or whatever. Like, hello, would you like me to pick this up and put it down? Yeah. But instead, you get, hey, what do you want me to do with the thing? Haha, <laughs> I see you at the fight. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They looked like castoffs of the. American gladiators, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> the ones that didn't make it. Yep. So, what was, what was up with the uh, thing that was crawling out of their mouths? Did does anyone remember that they were like that? It only happened like once, mm. I think. Are we talking about the thing that came out of his out of the 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 driver's body the one time? Or are we talking about the placenta? Which one do you want to go? All right. With? Oh yeah, there's two. So okay. there's the placenta one, mm -hmm. and then there was the one with the, the driver. But they never elaborate on it. Mm -hmm. They were just like they blow up, or this guy melted. And yeah, that was my problem with like the I won't say the villain, but like the the bad guy of this film, which was like the the drugs or whatever, was that it it wasn't consistent. It wasn't like their faces or bodies got melted constantly. The the first guy, like you said, when he crashed. It, uh, a couple like stick fingers came out of his chest and then touched his mouth and then clawed back in. I was like, oh, this is going to be something. This is the this is the big spooky. Mo nope, that's it. Only time you see it. Done. That was it. Uh, I do like the doctor's note, though, at some point later on where he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, the baby's probably very hungry. There's a pregnant woman uh, and she ends up with the with the stuff inside of her. And uh, she's like, I haven't slept much. He's like, oh, it's because the baby's hungry at night. They do say that babies are the most parasitic of all creatures. And I was like, okay. And then the placenta thing happened. <laughs> uh, you could really work on your bedside manner, honestly. Yeah. I <laughs> that was my thought of it. Like, wow. <laughs> Way to make me feel comfortable, Doc. In terms of uh CGI, I like I said before, I thought it had like a very um <clears throat> it was a very like the thing type of cgi with gooey and gross and um these things like kind of crawling and um so i i really like 
the CGI, just a lot of it, like most of this movie just didn't make sense. Like I was I was left scratching my head many a times when it was supposed to be some like big. Oh, no, not not. uh, I have their names in front of me. Not Mac, not Thompson Noble. Oh, no, not Angelica Noble. Like, I'm just like, I didn't even know their names until right now when I'm on the Wikipedia. So it's like, (laughs) I I don't know. Like, a lot of these things didn't make sense when Mm -hmm. it would happen. But the look of it was good. I just wish that there was more substance with it. And Um, all those names you just read off, I I don't know the face they go to. So that's a very good I don't remember hearing any of the names. So the Noble family was the family that... The, the boy, the skateboard boy, uh, or sorry, not skateboard. Uh, he was uh, inline skates. Yeah. Um, inline skate boy and, and that family. That was the nobles. I remember that much. Anybody else? Nothing. You couldn't get me whatever you want to call a main character that the the woman who's part of the evil group, which I, was, I also don't remember their name. It's like Valenium or something like that. Um, I couldn't remember anything about them. I, I don't know anything about Hans and Franz. I don't know about... Uh, I got nobody. Nobody has a name. Uh, that so that one kid that was shredding it up's name was Brandon <laughs> Noble. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, he did backflips. I just want to point this out. This kid was like tearing it up. Like he was genuinely tearing it up. Well, that special effect uh, or that effect or whatever you want to call it was hilarious because you would see the kid's face. They'd pull away and it would be an obviously like full grown adult doing awesome inline skate. Jobs. <laughs> 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 you'd do a flip and then it would cut back to his face like, oh, and then it would go back out. And <laughs> I kept tearing it up, though. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he, he was tearing. He tore his face up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was. I think that's all of the gruesome deaths in that one, though. That was uh, it was weird, but how many bodies actually melted? Can we get like uh, a count? Do you guys know? I got one. Uh, no. So the the woman who did all the drug stuff, she her body actually, or her, her head melted. That was a full yeah. on body melt. Oh, her her head did melt. That's true. So it was all there were. I don't think there were any full on body melts. No, nah, it, it was, was like appendage melt. Yeah, it was too much money. <laughs> oh, do we know the? Uh, do we know how much money was put in this film? Uh, yeah, it's approximately one point two to one point eight million dollars oh, of today's said, standard. As soon as you said one point something, I was like, "That's too much." <laughs> Is that going yeah. that's by today's standards? Yeah, that's today's standards. Yeah. Right, think so, about ew. think about deathbed. That was like, what did we say, like thirty thousand dollars or something crazy it's like, like that? It was like it's thirty three thousand dollars then, and it's actually like a hundred thousand dollars now. That's like nothing. Yeah. Uh, right. So and, this was ten times the budget of deathbed which Death, deathbed felt like 50 bucks in a long weekend <laughs> <laughs> but you know what as much as we like shit on deathbed and how bad of a movie it was i felt like that was way more cohesive than this movie yes we complained <laughs> about the cohesiveness of deathbed and like it was like okay and but this is more like okay roll it back what <laughs> a bacon powder excuse me <laughs> um yeah it it was it was something um let's let's go ahead and move on uh i imagine you have something for this dan uh let's go spoopiness what, what what's our scale oh, this week yeah so uh how many totally tubular backflips <laughs> would you give this on a scale of well i think we only got 
one and a half. So on a scale of zero to one and a half, when he fell on his face, how many totally tubular backflips would you give him? Now remember, this is for for spoopiness. Um, so we've got a how spooked were you guys out of that scale? I, not really spooked, more just unsettled. So uh, I would. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a tenth. Totally tubular. One tenth. Okay. I will uh I will give it like a I'll give it like a half a rotation for for a backflip, like a half a flip. <laughs> I I would give it the I was very I was unsettled a number of times. I didn't feel like woozy from it, which is fine, but I just I would uh my girlfriend walked into the, the room like mm, 45 minutes into it and i was like you don't want to look at this at all just just don't look <laughs> i would not suggest it if you feel uncomfortable with all kinds of goop so yeah half half a rotation because it's not the type of movie you want to walk into like any part of it with no context because <laughs> if you sit down and you watch from beginning to end as much as it might not make sense you know what you're getting into mm-hmm. but if you're just passing by walking into the room and you just see a scene where I don't know, a grandmother's watching porn in a dark room, mm-hmm. then, then you might want to question what's going on with your partner. Yeah, there was, um, and there were at least three penises, I think, as well. Yeah, there was definitely one during the uh, autopsy of first guy. I was not expecting just... Oh yeah, we made eye contact for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the, the, what are you talking about? Uh, the autopsy, it was the first, like, 15 seconds of the film it was him on the couch there's his dangling thing was like right there right on the couch i I was like i only have this i only have this down because it did stand out to me but within the first 90 seconds of the movie you have boobs and full shaft yep so that was the full shaft see i didn't notice the full shaft of the beating because i think i was already just rubbing my eyes of (laughs) just I thought you were going to say you were rubbing something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the beginning of the movie reminded me a lot of um the the music video from the nineties uh, or the early two thousands, the "Smack My Bitch Up" or whatever it was. <laughs> I can't remember the actual name of that song, but it, it it's very drug laden and uh, insane, and that's what the first part of the movie reminded me of. But uh, all right, what, what how many uh how many rotations did you guys give it? I would say you just fell off the ramp as you were going for your rotation <laughs> because it was not boopy at all. At no point was I scared, mm. but it was just fun factor for me for, on a scale of one to 10, I would give it a 10 because this movie was very fun for mm. me at least. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a zero. Um, <laughs> the kid went to the ramp looked at it and said nope and then went back home and had some lasagna uh this this movie was not scary at no point did i feel tense uh if anything i felt bored and Mm. i was not pleased at all um there were some good well uh, we'll get into the overall rating but as in terms of a scary movie no not scary yeah i guess i guess i lumped in scary and uh and uncomfortable but yeah that's I, I agree. I don't know. I, I get a little uncomfortable for some of these uh these like grotesque ones, but it, it wasn't cheesy enough for me to be like, haha, it's just blood squirting. I was like, oh, that's kinda it's good. It's good enough, <laughs> especially for the nineties. Um but yeah. Uh then let's go uh, let's go to overall overall everything. Uh did you want to start out dancing because you had some uh thoughts on that? Uh yeah, sure. Um 
so if if I'm gonna give this an honest rating out of well, an honest rating out of zero to one and a half rotations, because that is an honest rating, um, I'm still gonna give it zero rotations. I the movie is not cohesive. Um, I don't even think that you could sit down and enjoy this with friends because it's one of those movies where it just drags on and it's just not entertaining to sit there and watch these random scenes occurring. Uh, there are funny parts in it, but all in all, like it's not enough to really like keep you motivated. It's one of those things where it's just going to be on in the background. You're going to start talking and then you're going to be like, wait, what was happening? Ah, let's just turn it off and do something else. So I, I can't even I can't even suggest watching this for fun. I, I think the last movie that we did would have been more funny to sit down and watch. Like Skeleton Hands was way more funny to me than anything mm -hmm. that happened in this movie. So I can't suggest watching it. The kid went home. He ate some lasagna, didn't go skating and his face didn't get planted. So zero. No, no. I'm going to kind of, I'm going to agree with you on that one because at least with deathbed as, as much as we did like shit on it, make fun of it. I couldn't stop watching it. I, my eyes were glued to the screen the whole time, horribly confused, but enjoyed every second with this, with nothing really being connected. And it was just scattered. I was losing, I was losing my focus quite a few times and just kind of like dazing out in the distance and just like oh let me look at my phone and forgetting like oh yeah i really should be paying attention to this but i just i couldn't so i'm also going to give it just a fat zero all right so this is where i i come in with the uh the eric um i'm gonna say it's not gonna it didn't change my life um but i will say i'd give it uh one rotation just in dialogue itself he, the kid did a backflip and landed it he didn't do a double but and he didn't go for that half but he definitely did one because the the just some of the dialogue and some of the quips were were good enough for me and it was it was not good i again i i totally agree with you i wouldn't watch it but if somebody has like a super cut of some of like the best back and forths and like one-liners or whatever from this film on youtube watch it give it the five minutes or something like that but like it don't give it the hour 20 it's not worth it i would say my thoughts pretty much align with kyle's too well overall it was not a great movie i would not watch it again a second time like he said if it was a super cut of the best moments from this movie that would be a better way to spend your time than watching this whole movie again so it's called half a rotation, maybe three quarters of a rotation. You didn't stick the full landing on the one rotation, but still, it had its moments in this movie that so I didn't feel like I wasted my time watching it. I think I did. I think I felt like I wasted my time watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but because like if, if I can have a, a super cut that is a five minute super cut of all the things, all of the melted faces or the dismembered body parts or the, the penises or like the quips or whatever, that still would be confusing, but I feel like it would make more sense than the hour and 20 that I put into this. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't know about those moments unless you spent this hour and 20 minutes watching it. I'm going to say a big old no. I'm going to say <laughs> absolutely not. You, you get the whole movie in five minutes. <laughs> what if we take the movie and we cut it and make a new YouTube version of it 
and we just put everything in order like we think it should be. Hmm. We we actually I I don't know what order you could put these scenes in that would make sense. <laughs> so that's a project you could take up on your own and you okay. could you're gonna what have if, to watch a lot of this movie to be able to do something. So I wish you luck. What if we take the movie and we I just saw this, I just saw this on Reddit. What if we take the movie and we cut it and we only put the scenes where they use the letter E? <laughs> uh, yeah, again, you can go ahead and do that. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stay out of it for now. Um uh, so and, yeah. Go ahead. Next week, we're going to watch the Dan cut of Body Melt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 45 seconds long. Somehow, um, it's yeah. four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just... It's Brandon like didn't three- know what was coming on, but he decided that he was going to go do some sick moves. Yeah, you'll just hear me narrating over it. <laughs> it's three it's hours. Gonna wind, it's going to be like four hours just Brandon doing sick moves on <laughs> yep. the ramp. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's just a really good uh, like cut and recut and back and forward of him just going back and forth on the uh, the half pipe. Just <laughs> I feel like it's that for three hours and then with the last 20 seconds of the movie, it's a quick cut of every gross moment in the movie for the last 20 seconds like goes right past the screen it's it's not even a sick cut of just like him keep doing it it's just him flipping for three hours (laughs) (laughs) we cut it perfectly so it's just continuing to flip yeah that's good wow Uh, he's got such sick moves i think that's gonna round it out for us um this this movie doesn't deserve a full hour or hour 20 of your time so please move along (laughs) Uh, next week, uh, I think we're going to keep up with what, or sorry, next episode, I think we're going to keep up with the same, um, maximum overdrive, uh, slash trucks that we were going to do last time. Uh, we decided to go with maximum overdrive only because it's, uh, slightly newer and, um, I don't know. Uh, so we'll get back to it. (laughs) We'll get back to it, uh, in, uh, our next release, but, uh, thanks for stopping by. See you. We'd also like to thank Connor McLeod for our art design. You can find him at CM Designs with two Z's at the end. Uh, and our intro and outro music is by Andrew Cavanaugh. You can find him at andrewcavanaugh.bandcamp.com. That's uh, K-A-V-A-N-A-G-H for Cavanaugh. You can also find all these links in the description of the episode and the description of the podcast. Chris, you got your thing? Oh, uh... Thanks for stopping by and having a horrible time. Bum, bum, bum.